Hello everyone and welcome to Law with Sylvia. I am very happy to have you here and together we will be simplifying law courses. In our previous episode, we talked about the definition and features of law. If you have not listened to our last episode, please do well to listen to it because it will be very helpful. I dropped some key points in understanding law courses better in the previous episode. Today, we'll be discussing about jurisprudence and the various schools of thought. What is jurisprudence? Jurisprudence basically helps legal practitioners in their approach to the definition of what law is. It is simply the way a jurist decides what law is and what law ought not to be from a truth. There are different schools of thoughts ranging from the positive to the natural school, the pure theory, the sociological, the historical school, and we are going to go through these various schools of thought in this episode. The positive school. The main propounders of the positive school of thought, you can note it down, Jeremy Bentham, John Austin, and House Kensen. According to the positivist John Austin, in law, there is a sovereign, the uncommanding commander. John Austin propounded the command theory where there is a sovereign who makes laws for the people and they are coerced to obey true sanctions and punishments. So these laws are made by this authority who is the sole source of the validity of law. So before a law can be valid, it must be made by this commander who cannot be commanded, according to John Austin. Now, the command theory he, pro- he propounded revolves around three major things, command, obedience, and sanction. The command by the sovereign, that's the superior, obedience from the inferior, and sanctions in case the inferior does not want to obey the commands of the superior. Jeremy Bentham, also a positivist, disagreed with John Austin's command theory and accommodated the division of sovereignty. So now it's not only this uncommanding command that there can be division in this command theory, but it still revolves around these three major things command, obedience, and sanction. Jeremy Bentham also kept separating moral from laws. Now let's dive into Hans Kelsen's pure theory. Hans Kelsen is a positivist, but his theory is mainly made up of the notion that all laws are gotten and can be traced to a root, which is the ground norm. Now, this ground norm, unlike the uncommanding commander, is the source of validity for other laws. Now, Nigeria, let's take Nigeria as a case study. Nigerians' ground norm is the constitution, the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So other laws that are existing and are enforced in Nigeria can always be traced back to the constitution, which is our ground norm. Let's quickly run through the criticism of positive school of thought. The first criticism is that not all laws involve sanctions like um, the civil laws not all laws involve sanction it does not also work like that in a federal and democratic system of government as powers are duly shared to prevent dictatorship it creates a society ruled by dictators 
let's go into the natural school the people to note here are saint augustine and thomas aquinas the naturalists are mainly concerned with the divine and innate re- reasoning and rationality note reasoning and rationality there is a strong connection between law and justice in the natural school there is this maxim let injusta non elle we mean which means unjust law is no law now natural law can only be deduced through reasoning you must reason to get natural law the test of natural law is if it is indicted with nature thomas aquinas divided law into four parts the eternal law this is the law of the most supreme being which is god the second one is divine law this is the law that have been revealed through holy books the quran the bible natural law this is the law that goes in accordance to the eternal law which is gotten through reasoning positive law these are man-made laws hegel stripped hegel is another person you should note and john finn in the modern era for natural law sorry hegel stripped natural law out of its metaphysical apparel that saint augustine and thomas aquinas clothed it with and though the quarrel between naturalists and positivists went on john Fins came in after hegel and defined natural law as principles of practicable reasoning in normal human life and community when studying the natural law school and the definitions you will know that reasoning has played a major part in the establishment of natural law natural law is an on is a law which is just and fair and equitable now let's quickly run through the historical school the people to know in historical school are Hedda and von Savigny. Historical school came up as the result of the defects in natural law, natural law theory, as Hedda noticed and stressed a unique character that defines a people, which are their culture. It can be deduced from the history and culture of people that every nation has their unique character to which none is superior. So you cannot tell me the culture of the United Kingdom is superior to the culture of Nigerian people. So it is from this culture and this spirit of common consciousness of a people in a particular geographical era that brings up and springs up law. Now, that is just the whole concept behind historical school that law is gotten from the way of life and culture of a specific people with a common consciousness now there is a criticism of the historical school which is majority of the people do not always have their way now when everyone was to have their way people's ideas and values would clash and the law must be guided to accommodate everyone and that's basically that about the historical school let's just go to sociological school now the people to note in sociological school are roscoe pounds eugene ellich and die Gitt. this definition of law 
in sociological school is based on its functions what law does in the society sociological school emphasize the actions and social aspects of law now the other schools have been ignoring the social aspects the functions of law in the society so that's what brought about the sociological school so it draws the line between law and societal conduct it's they said law reconciles conflicts of interest that guilt note that Daigut proposed the principle of social solidarity, which states that the government should be aware of the needs of people and be in charge of the input and output of the society. Now, basically, according to the sociological school, law enforces social values and ensures equilibrium in the society. Now, the criticism of the social solidarity that the government should be aware of the input and output of the society and the needs of the people is that it does not have a united front because nobody knows the interest of everybody. So it's just the common interest that will be put into consideration. Now, there is also the realist school. And the realist school actually claim to be realistic. What is law? What is law exactly what do lawyers do what goes on in the court of law so that is basically what the realists are about they emphasize the importance of precedents and former cases in the law courts so you can never know the decision of a court until you look at the precedent of such cases and according to the realists those precedents make up what law is so according to them they are more realistic in the sense of law and they say that the judges hold supremacy of determining any case at hand so it's not up to the legislature to make laws what law actually is is what goes on in the judiciary the court of law the lawyers the legal practitioners they are the law let's quickly look at economic school this was propounded by Karl Marx Whoever has the labor capital is the ruler. So law is basically, according to the economist, law is a tool used by the bourgeoisies to put the proletariat in a suppressed position. Now, the bourgeoisies are the people with power of labor and capital. So according to Karl Marx, law is this legal fiction. Which the, you, which the rich in the society used to control the poor. We have finally come to the end of this episode and our next episode will be on the system of quasi-representation. Thank you so, so much for listening and I will see you in our next episode.